0: who do you think arnold is well i've got a theory could be bernard a robot bernard no something isn't right there i've got a theory could be dolores he hid himself inside a massive robot mind yes i've got a theory we should podcast fast every week a new hot take we cannot take them back
1: asterisk maybe not every week But pretty much every week. I apologize to the listeners out there. I was in Tokyo, so we missed a week. Jacob picked up the slack one of the weeks, but we are back for Westworld Theories. I am Jim Scampoli.
0: I'm Jacob Burrows, and I can only assume you were so overwhelmed by the promos. To Westworld uh, for uh, episode five, that you just fucked off to your own private Shogun <laughs> world. And uh, I do appreciate that we will be getting a lot of uh, Japanese insight from uh, Jim Sun uh, yeah. about all the Japanese content in these episodes. We are discussing episodes five and six of season two, and there will be spoilers for those episodes. Uh, we're also kind of discussing episode four because we haven't had a chance to talk about it. So lots to get to. What's your first thought, Jim Sun?
1: um hmm now i mean i guess this is uh anecdotal but are people are people getting a little fed up with westworld at least the people in my bubble seem to be falling in and out of love with westworld what what say you
0: i get this i get that feeling i get the feeling that everyone else is getting the feeling that i got in season one a bit and I'm kind. Of, I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I don't want to say that I was ahead of the curve or anything. <laughs> I don't want to say that I saw this coming. But I, I, the frustration people are feeling when they can't keep track of anything—that's what I remember from season one. And then at the end, it was just sort of: you need to embrace that you don't know what's going to happen. And if you want to play around with theories, that's fine. But basically, the the reason no reveals or anything really were that massive to me was that I had no idea what the fuck was going on at any time. And then at the end, it's like, this is what's going on. It's not really a reveal then. It's more of a, whoa, that's what was happening? And I think that might be annoying to people.
1: Well, I would argue and uh, maybe try to force you to admit this, but even if you felt that way... Wouldn't you say that season one felt like it had more of a direction towards something than season two?
0: Mm, no, I, I mean I while uh, I, I see where you're coming from, but this stuff w- with immortal hosts and stuff like that is... Enough of a direction for me. Yeah, I think that's where it's going. I think I, we're gonna find.
1: Well, oh. maybe. I, I'm sorry to cut you off. I don't no, ask no, the it's question. Okay. I Cut you off. I guess maybe it was not so much that it had a direction, but since, since there was this discovery of the park and what, like, uh, not necessarily the rules because they broke their own rules, but I guess this discovery of the park and kind of the rules of it being that it was season one played a better hook to go along with the story. Whereas I feel season two, and I'm not even as down on it as most people. I'm sorry if you're taking this as me being negative. I'm, I'm really not. I'm in on the show. Uh, but I feel like they're doing the discovery of the park again in season two. And it's like, so that part feels like it's holding things back. Cause I'm like, all right, I already know this. I already know about this, but they're trying to reframe it as well. So that's why they're doing that. Uh, but I don't know. I guess I just feel like there's more of a hook to keep people uh, fully involved that is lost a little bit uh, here in season two because we are jumping around a bit, and, and I'm trying. I'm still waiting for things to start to come together because every new scene, it's like, okay, when is this taking place? Uh, yeah. You know, okay, who's involved? Oh, this is this version of that person. Uh, all right, I'm on board. But meanwhile, <laughs> like. Four lines of dialogue have happened, and I've missed them because I'm trying to place everything as the scene starts,
0: yeah, that can get a bit exhausting um i it's just I, I mean the show is such an unreliable narrator that we don't take anything at face value and it's confusing even if you just take it at face value uh so I can definitely see where people are coming from. I just recall that I had uh, I had that type of frustration in the middle episodes of West... Like, tell me what happened in episode five of season one, Jim. Tell me what happened in six, seven. Uh, I think eight maybe is where we were getting into Bernard being Arnold and things like that. But but generally... Well, I
1: would tell you that Ford's story of the old Greyhound happened in (laughs) episode five. And uh, the man in black stumbles upon Ford's... Boy, whatever those notes mean that I have from episode five. Uh so yeah, I don't know what that is.
0: Well, no, the Greyhound does show up at the end of episode six, Jim, so it actually oh, ties in.
1: Holy shit. Wow, yeah. that's right. I didn't make that as I was goofing on my notes.
0: I didn't make the connection, but you're right. Yeah, so shows me shows what I know, you know. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh there's a few episodes here for us to plow through. Um, I mean, episode... Do you want to have a quick talk on episode four first, or what do you think? I mean, did you... Um, yeah. I,
1: I didn't make a lot of notes on it, but uh, just because I wasn't sure what we'd be talking about. Uh sure. But I guess the main thing I I came away with, uh, of course, we learned that that woman from the Raj was the man in black's daughter. Um. And did we get another bombshell? Uh, Well, I mean, Delos,
0: the big thing about immortality in Delos.
1: Of course, of course. I I did like that. Um, I mean, it was kind of clear to me what was happening. Like, I was was just waiting for that moment when Man in Black was going to walk into that room as Delos was doing the same thing. Uh, It was very lost to me, uh, the show Lost I'm talking about. And I know that's usually used as a burn, but uh, (laughs) I'm not using it as a burn because I feel like, you know, uh, love it or hate it, the journey and some of the stuff they did with character moments was still really good. And that, I mean, obviously had that kind of feel. Uh, The horror moment, the horror version when they, like, they f- stumble upon the door and then he's all cut up, like Event Horizon, I thought was a bit over the top. Uh, And, yeah. like, he's on the uh, exercise bike still, but he's like a zombie man and he's killed the handler that was outside. So, I, I like, I was trying to... Again, I'm stuck in thinking like, okay, so how much longer after the last time the Man in Black walks out of there are we like trying to place things in a time frame? And I know I probably shouldn't be doing that. Maybe that's my own fault. But the show kind of begs it because the way it jumps around so much.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like the I like the zombie weird stuff at the end. Um, it's supposedly it's two weeks. Like there was some panel showing that two weeks of degradation to his brain or whatever. But you know who knows. Uh, and I babbled enough about that episode in my solo thing uh, for literally twenty three minutes straight. So uh, let's just get into episode five. And uh, obviously, the big thing in episode five is it's the Shogun World episode, right? Yes,
1: and also Bernard does say, is this now? Yes. Uh, which uh, got me very excited. Um, yes. And we learn about, I mean, yeah, there's the Shogun World stuff, and uh, kind of at the beginning, they do mention that uh, a lot of the chips they're pulling are completely blank, or they yes. call them virgin memory chips. So yeah, I- we're
0: start- starting in what is supposedly the furthest point in the future where they're in this the base with a lot of dead bodies that they've drained out of the water that we saw in the, at the end of episode one and they're finding that they got brains in them that are not just wiped. They're totally empty. You make anything of that?
1: Well, it's weird because we start getting into stuff in Shogun World with Maeve where Maeve is Neo from the Matrix yep. and it makes me not care about anything at all. <laughs> uh, okay. because it's like, I mean, on one hand, I've talked about this earlier, uh, in previous episode discussions where it does feel like Mave and Dolores are obviously like different sides of the same coin and they're kind of coming about things their own way. Um, but what are we going to do now if Mave is so powerful? If like, she doesn't even need to speak anymore. She just looks and thinks at people and makes them do stuff. I know I'm kind of jumping ahead in the episode, but like, so what, then what? What happens then?
0: Well, at least it's just uh, hosts uh, <laughs> and <laughs> everyone is a host. So she can, yes, she can not control people. It can control anyone. It's supposedly, I mean, we can assume related to the Mesh network that was introduced earlier where... Bernard says, oh, you can, you can do a thing by communicating to one, and then that connects to the, those next to it and those next to it. Yep. So yeah, maybe she can release something, some virus or whatever that is going to spread to every host because she apparently just has access to this. Has this, I mean, I know they boosted her stats like a bunch and gave her like access to stuff. Is there any explanation that you've seen or can think of why she is Neo?
1: I, that's the only thing I can think of, but I have to assume since since Dolores has her like people with her that she's boosted her own stats because I mean they in this episode there are some upgrades or what have you added to Teddy by the end, um, so I don't know it's it's a little strange, uh, maybe a little bit too much to me because again it's like I like this idea they do where they run into versions of themselves because. They get to play around with the writer being a hack more and how he basically did the same kind of characterizations and storylines in Shogun World, which makes me believe, though, that these people paying what I assume is top dollar... It's like if they did one storyline in Westworld, I don't know. Then, then people could argue like, oh, EA does it all the time. Ha ha. It's like yeah. EA, bro. <laughs>
0: you ever play a Bioware? You ever romance people in Bioware? You always yeah. got the same caricatures, the same, the same people to match. Um, I just but think. Yeah,
1: well, I'm sorry. You go ahead.
0: I was going to say, uh, you, you, you come for the special effects, Jim, and the fucking. So you <laughs> yeah. want different types of fucking and special effects.
1: I just think the problem we're running in with this season is that at least for me, I'm like I'm aware of the park and I want to learn more about I'm not against mysteries. I'm all for the mystery and I'm fine with learning about the park, but much like in an earlier episode where we had to like be a western for a while, we have to sit in the storyline and that's not interesting to me. I don't I don't want to sit in the storyline of these host characters uh i get that they're trying to i mean they're trying to put across that things are different because the hosts are different but we have to sit in this story and then even that doesn't fully make sense because we have this thing that happens where like the shogun sends his men uh to take uh sakura away from akani or kane and then they're like, we need to get out of here because she does what she's not supposed to do. And the writer is constantly like, this isn't supposed to happen. This isn't supposed to happen. It's like, yeah, no shit. Have you been paying attention? Things are not quite as they're supposed to be. <laughs>
0: yeah, no. He, the writer is in, in episode five. He's really just a mouth. I, I mean, he's not much of a character. He's just like, expo, uh, like doing explanations of things. Yeah. But then when he says, like, what? How could this happen in the park? He's like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they're they killing humans. That's not supposed to happen either. No, but the, the shogun isn't supposed to do this. And yeah, no shit. Yeah. And, but the thing is, so, like, uh, yeah, she
1: stabs the shogun's guy. But, and then they even say, they're like, we need to get out of here. But then they don't get out of there. Like, because then it's nighttime and the ninjas come. And they're like, why did the ninjas come? didn't you just say the ninjas were coming or whatever? Like I I was just confused at this. It it reminded me of how Dolores is like, we need to protect Abernathy. And then she just leaves him in a fucking easy to get spot where he's taken away. So it's like, we have to follow through in this, like as if we're a Westworld player and sit in the storyline and it doesn't feel like there are any stakes really. I mean, because they're they're trying to make it like there are, but there really aren't. And then we get even less stakes because Maeve can just control people with their mind and make them attack each other, which, I mean, it's cool, like it's gory and there's a lot of action and that's interesting. But then for whatever reason, she doesn't help the, the Ronin when he has his battle, which he wins, which is fine. But again, why is she even wasting her time at this point? There's the they give you the hook where she says, yeah, we have to make our own choices. So I understand that. So then why isn't she, instead of making them kill each other, if she's all for like the hosts becoming like self-aware, why isn't she just giving them more knowledge and having them join her ranks? She, so it just it it's flimsy to me. In one hand, she's like, "Oh, kill each other. Uh, who gives a fuck?" And then on the other hand, it's like, "We need to follow through on our destiny, and because that's like the path to being self-aware or whatever." It's just a little bit of both, and it doesn't work.
0: I think that's fair, and I mean, her whole motivation is finding her daughter, which uh, at the I mean, we're I guess we're just gonna be jumping around a lot because we are discussing several episodes. Yeah, but I mean, when she finds her daughter she acts all surprised that there's another mother there where, like, what did you expect? Like, what did you think was going to happen? Because that shouldn't be a reveal to you or to us. That's how the park works. Did you think she was living there alone? I'm surprised mm-hmm. she was there at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had silly theories that maybe she was a human girl, actually. I <laughs> guess that's probably not true. Um, But then, yeah, I mean, the the Ghost Nation show up, and I guess we still don't know what they're all about because uh, they're, they're, they're talking to her like, oh, come with us. Your destiny is the same as our possible blah So, um yeah, I mean, her daughter thing never really – I mean, that's the thing. When she's in Shogun World, it's like, I have to find my daughter. And um, do you? Do you? Are you yeah. really – you're hanging out here for a long time. But uh, at the same time, I d- did enjoy seeing Shogun World. I can't complain too much.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I did enjoy it a bit. Like, it's just – I don't know. I wish we didn't have to just sit through basically a Shogun World storyline and like you could still go to Shogun World, but maybe advance things with the hosts. But we keep going like one step forward, two steps back in a lot of cases, which I guess is fine because the hosts like like Dolores has said, some of them are children and st- they still don't get quite what's happening. And we see that the um, Shogun is kind of like Bernard. He's got the brain juice coming out of his ears so he doesn't know what's going on he's getting all whacked out uh like i think that's all interesting and he like the people are cutting their ears off because they know she's a witch um mm-hmm. but it just brings it to the point where she's neo so you know it doesn't uh fully it's like all right
0: Well, I mean, we think that this is a side storyline, but of course at the end it's gonna be revealed that the Shogun was Bernard all along, so we've all figured that out. I don't even need to go into the details of this very obvious theory. Um, we also have the, a lot of new stuff about this cradle, which, uh, I did mention in my solo thing, but we haven't really gotten oh, yes. into at all mm. what that's about. Uh, I mean, episode five does start in the future, uh, the furthest point in the future with two Swedish actors talking at each other, um, about how the cradles, I mean, they, they say that, uh, you know, a third of the hosts are virgin hosts and they've effectively lost, well, maybe, maybe not a third, but they've lost a lot of, um, a lot of the host consciousnesses that are backed up in the cradle, supposedly, that has been burned or destroyed. and um, of course, we get to see a bit more of that in episode six. Yes,
1: yeah. Um, which does like lead me to believe that those like the third that are the wiped ones are actually like the saved ones somehow. Because either their consciousness is like in the cloud or it's basically in the people that they don't understand that they're hosts or something like that. Uh, Obviously, there's something important there. And yeah, we I mean, and we see with Bernard's flashbacks of how he's killing people and taking one of the little brain chips, which I assume is maybe Ford. I mean, I, I, I don't know. well at this
0: point I feel pretty sure that that was Ford and he went and put him into the cradle
1: yes and that's what kind of has him as being the ghost in the machine for the most part okay Uh, yeah I mean it's interesting but it also leads us to another like because then Bernard specifically gets his little brain marble taken out uh, in a painful thing like he doesn't uh, pain's just a programming it does not matter I can suffer Mm -hmm. through it but now he's in like basically a dream world in a way where he's back in another version of Westworld. <laughs>
0: which well, is... you realize that this adds a whole nother level to what is in which time what is real. Yes. Because when we head into this dream world, let's just call it the Matrix. When we head into the Matrix, uh, we get extra letterboxing. And where have we seen that before? Well, uh, it's at the start of the very first scene of the season Ooh. when Bernard is talking to Dolores. And that is the scene that is continued at the start of episode six where uh, it ends with Dolores uh, actually taking charge and saying, no, that's not what he said. And she's checking for fidelity, which is the same thing going on with Delos, which seems to be the show saying outright that, yes, this is not quite Bernard anymore. This is them trying to create an immortal Arnold and checking for fidelity, maybe inside the cradle What do you think?
1: Yes, I mean it's uh, very. I mean it's 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 right on the nose for what the theory has been, is that Bernard in the present, like or most future point that we've been seeing, has been this simulation or what have you to like kickstart something in Bernard slash Arnold's head, like whether it be a memory or some sort of programming or the encrypted data. Uh, because it is specifically called out that like they've had this conversation a few times. And, of course, it also harkens back to what we saw with Delos and William and how he comes and they have the same conversation to check for, I guess, ticks or issues. So, again, this is something that feels very reminiscent of Lost to me. Yeah. Uh, like the idea of repetition and testing and... Uh, seeing echoes of the same uh, test or whatever happening in different storylines, I, I do think it's interesting. Though I am kind of on board, but again, it is tough to now, like you said, this is another point of reference in time to keep track of and figure out where we are. Where because usually it's like, okay, there's Teddy, so now I know it's this spot. Oh, okay, yeah. there's the other. Um, uh, there's what was was the bald guy? Uh, um Hemsworth scars or whatever. Guard. Scarsguard? Scarsguard. Yeah, scars that's scars what it is. Guard. <laughs> yeah, Scarsguard. <laughs> All right, there's the scars guard I know where we're at. Uh, so, it is like, I mean, I, on one hand, I like that. I like the, uh, the little visual cues to know where you're at, but it's just there's so much in Westworld to keep track of. And then there's always – then you're wondering, like, okay, so where is Maeve in this situation? And have they been tricking me and maybe this part – is actually here uh Mm -hmm. but then again i shouldn't be doing that just kind of let the show speak for itself
0: well i i mean it's inevitable we got a whole wall about it like we can't stop doing that it's (laughs) i I think the show invites it like the show does not go like hey don't worry about it just chill out and it'll all work out the show goes uh what do you think this means but wait what do you think this means so of course we're gonna do that true um so what, I just wanted to point or find what guard said, what in the future point, in episode 5, he says, well, that's quite a story you gave them, talking about, like, I, I don't know what's been happening, and I don't know who he's referring to, Um, and he, what is, I got it here, and one hell of an ending, and then we see all the corpses, and then we sort of pan over to Bernard, or... Arnold and he talks about how did all these disparate threads come together to create this nightmare and he says if we figure that out we'll know how the story turns it's like we're in the fucking writer's room uh (laughs) because that is like exactly he's just saying this is so confusing man like where is this even going but that's all showing us that it's all part of it and that's part of the point well
1: and that's the other thing because it's like we jump around in these different time frames like you know, when the uprising is just happening to maybe a few days into it to, you know, it's been, what, 15 days later or whatever it is. Um, But it's just, it's consistently, we go into a room and there are a bunch of dead bodies and, like, pieces of people everywhere. Uh, So it's, like, I never know if I'm supposed to be caring, like, oh, no, like, those people were killed. Because then other times they'll go in and it's like, business as usual. They're like working on hosts and shit. Um, I mean, I guess I understand that some pieces of the park haven't been touched depending on when it is, but it makes it a bit more confusing to me when like they walk through one place that's been massacred and they go into another room and they're just kind of like rebooting hosts and putting them back together and stuff like that.
0: Well, I'll say, I think that's going to be cleared up uh, real quick because we, yes, there's been violence at the base of operations, but uh there they still got they okay, Charlotte Hale's there, she's nailing Peter Abernathy to a chair, yeah and all that. That's what I meant, yeah. And the thing that's gonna fuck everything up is when the train gets there, as we were shown, because Dolores has been going on about this train for three fucking episodes, they're Mm -hmm. finally on the train, they're going to the base, and now everyone is gonna die, I assume, and the cradle's gonna get burned, and all shit's gonna go to hell. It is sort of, yeah, they've sort of halfway done it, and in Shogun World, they even show like, oh, there's Delo Security, all strung up and almost dead, and we're like, oh, um, okay, so they're already trying to sort things out, and they totally failed, Were those the original park security um i'm not a hundred percent you're right uh it is kind of like oh more corpses we didn't we haven't even seen that many corpses get made as it were we've just sort of seen it's just standard that there are corpses everywhere and no one really cares yeah
1: yeah and then it's like sometimes they will call out that okay these were security and they've been you know destroyed or other times it's just pieces of hosts so i don't know either way um but yes, I mean, quick backtrack uh, to what Dolores says. She does say, "Yeah, this is a test one we've done countless times uh, for fidelity," like you had said. So that's kind of cluing in on and maybe basically confirming everyone's theory about uh, Bernard and where he's at. Um, we all, I do like that they we like the way this show is like uh, aware of how we're you know they want us to watch it and like what we just talked about as far as like questioning what's this and what's that where we even get a point where the man in black has to be like oh you're a host i can't believe they made my daughter a host i can't believe (laughs) it
0: like (laughs) and i we are still not convinced he's wrong but (laughs) yes yes, of course he's one of us he knows westworld better than anyone he's been part of it from the start so yeah he's like stupid fuck you Ford (laughs) she's like what are you talking about I still haven't ruled it out because I've seen like countless threads like oh but she didn't actually get shot in the thing she shot the other guy so she could be a host and I'm like yeah I know anyone could be a host but that takes even more of the air out of the stakes
1: yeah but it's just so funny that they have to have this back and forth (laughs) and it does make complete sense that's you know like you said yeah the man in black is us he knows some of the you know underhanded things they'll try um but again it's still like i I do like the other that conversation as well just because we do get a little bit more but we we find out that i I mean the man in black can't just call it in and go back home uh even though it's very convincing i did almost think he would but i was like not for the show he can't do that but i still don't really get what the hell he needs to do so i don't know what i'm supposed to root for here because i don't know what he's doing
0: Yeah, no, it's like it's even like the the there was just this kid who said, "Oh yeah, you get one final game," and he was like, "Okay, then I need to do this." But he has said that he's gonna rectify his biggest mistake, uh, so it's gotta be connected to all of this. Peter Abernathy stuff, but on the other hand, then he wouldn't be going around like, where's glory? Where's the thing? <laughs> He'd be like, Where's fucking Peter Abernathy? Like yeah. everyone else in this show. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um
1: yeah, so then and I mean, of course, like we mentioned it a little bit, Dolores makes some changes to Teddy because it's very similar to I mean, one thing I like about Dolores, at least over Maeve, even Maeve does specifically talk about how like her love for her child is real, but I still don't fully buy it. Um, I know the show's saying that no, or at least the creators have said that is her her own choice, like she is following through on her own choice, not programming. But at least Dolores kind of questions it and talks about like, do I love Teddy or is it just? More part of how I'm written and what my programming is. Um, They have, of course, a sensual love scene, and she comes out at the other end thinking that it is true love, but oh, Teddy, you're just too pure for this world, so we need to go ahead and make some changes, you know, much like the cows that I do like the story she had about the, the sick cows and you had to burn them up, and then the smoke makes the flies go away, and you gotta get rid of the weak. So Teddy gets changed. But although it's just... He's kind of just acting like... All that means is he acts like everyone else now. He just shoots people and stuff. Like, we haven't seen too much uh, from it. He's just hardcore now, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. up Like, removed his empathy and made him a real hard-ass. But I, I I can only assume she just keeps their loyalty meters up, or she should anyway, because yeah. they're all, like, following her. And she he does act like... Dolores is being too soft, making it seem like he's gonna, I don't know, make a move, try to take over or something, which would be, you know, ironic in its own way, but also, like, kind of boring, um, because and and also, I mean, she, she, her reaction when he comes in, like, is acting the way she programmed him is like, oh my god, what have I done? Yeah, and it's like you knew what you were doing. Like he doesn't act super crazy. He hasn't gone and like done anything more awful than all the rest of the people following you. I get, I do
1: get it though, and I, I it's like a small point that they don't need to really kind of flesh out on the show, but. Since the show is a lot about, like, what makes us us, like, what is it uh, that makes, like, whether you you or you a live person or self-aware, you know, now that she messes with him, is it the same Teddy that she loves? Does she love him anymore? Because now he's not Teddy, technically. So I guess I get that. But also, yeah, it's not really something that I care for them to explore too much. But here we are.
0: Well, and and she also talks so much about freedom for the droids, but uh, she, ha- she uh, like I'm not convinced that she's free because it feels like she's acting according to Ford's uh, instructions of shooting yeah. him and everything. We did get, I mean, the whole of last season was her suffering so much that she became self aware or whatever and started hearing her own voice instead of for- uh, instead of Arnold. Um, but still, in this season, I'm not that convinced. Because she fe- it feels like she's all part of a, someone else's game. It's, I, I realize that yeah, we need to get here. We need, and we need to get my father, and I don't even know if that's to get the data out of him or because she actually cares about him. But she 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 doesn't give anyone freedom, and I mean this this gives us a contrast to Maeve. Even though she makes people murder each other, <laughs> she generally gives a choice um, usually. Um, so so there's a bit of a contrast there. I guess. But, I mean, I have really low uh, involvement in Dolores, honestly, at this point. Way less than last season. Um, Even though she is in a consistent storyline now, which was sort of uh, making it hard to empathize with her in season one. Now she's in one storyline. She's got one memory. She's got the possibility of development. I still feel further removed from her. And not just because she's going around and killing people. Kind of because it feels like, I don't know how, I don't know what she's doing, really. Yeah, no, I
1: get that. Well, because it just feels, it feels very drawn out with what's happening because, you know, I mean, I guess it's kind of the nature of TV because she's brought to this big climax at the end of the season, but then by design, now things have to be reeled in a bit to kind of be explored throughout this second season, and I don't feel like they've done a great job of keeping that interesting uh, cause it does feel rather one note. Like she makes these speeches and does tough things. Uh, but again, we still don't know the, the, the end game. So it's, it's, I don't think it's as, uh, I, I don't think the man in black is as bad, but it's like a very similar situation where it's like, yeah, we see the man in black. He has to talk in riddles and then go on this quest. We just don't know what the quest is for. So.
0: Yes, speaking of the man in black, I just wanted to mention that when he is talking to his daughter, we also get to see, like, acting-wise, something very different from him. I really like, like, as yeah. you said, you were almost convinced by his little, his speech, his watery eyes, and that whole thing. And it was just a refreshing look at the character. So whether she's a host or not, uh, <laughs> a good introduction to get her back in the game. And yeah, I also kind of thought, like, oh, maybe he's going to do it. And then when he just doesn't, it's almost like, whoa, what, what else, what, what do you do? Where are you going then? What's so important? Yeah. Um, and I guess he wants to blow up what he did. He, he says he's going to rectify his mistakes and everything, but I don't know what that means. And I don't think anyone does.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, no, Ed Harris is really great. And it is nice to see him uh, have a chance to yeah, show a little bit more to the character And it's not even so much I think he's putting on an act for his daughter. I think he does want to uh, make things right there. But, yes, there's this more important thing here in Westworld that he has to take care of. Um, uh, Yeah, we kind of talked about Maeve a bit. I mean, the other thing with Shogun World is, like, we get these characters, but then it gets to this point where they have to stay behind and not go on the journey. Yeah, yeah which I guess makes sense for what the characters they're supposed to be. Like they are supposed to be this, like, uh, you know, like their, their argument makes sense because they're, you know, Japanese and they're about the respect and Mm -hmm. they're going to stay, (laughs) they're going to stay and fight for their home. But then it just does come off as they were this, uh, pit stop for a little while because we showed some samurai last season, so we got to play around with Samurai, but now here we go, off back off to the races. Uh,
0: yeah, it it gives the feeling of like a very different TV show where one episode you go and do a thing. It felt like that. Like we went and did a thing, and now that's done. Like we brought the snake lady with us, but uh, we got to leave the in- interesting characters behind. And I mean, probably to be fair, they're probably going to show up towards the season finale, I would sure. assume. Yeah. Um but I, it's obviously makes choice sp- makes sense because now we get to spend more time with these two great technicians and their <laughs> wonderful uh, comic relief. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, they, and, and it's uh, fun to see them kind of in the same garb as well and having to basically play the game uh, yeah. and go along for the storyline. But yes, I'm so sick of Felix and his annoying friend, uh, yeah. and of course the writer, <laughs> like, yes. and it's constantly like. Mave has to be like, uh, all right, well, you know, get out of here or, We're gonna, or we'll, we'll kill you too or, or stand in line. And then he has to stand in line and then always come up with some sort of angle that's going to be sneaky. And as we see in this, he get, gets like a cell phone or whatever from one of the dead guards and makes a call uh because yep. uh, we don't want arrows shot at your head anymore we're finally putting an end to this
0: well and like these two technicians they're i most of the time they're silent so they're okay <laughs> i guess but when when he makes the call when he grabs the cell phone and he like tries to save their lives and the two the technician guy felix i guess he's like oh man that sucks you're you're so shitty <laughs> fuck you and like At that point, I'm like, well, this writer guy is pretty all right, after all. Because it makes no sense that you would, like, it doesn't make any sense, Jim. You've been, uh, like, it's been violence, right? You've been threatened, and you're going to get killed. That's been the thing. And yeah, I get that Lee, the writer, and Maeve have this sort of burgeoning, growing sort of, some sort of connection of him trying to understand that the people he created are becoming real people and maybe growing a bit as a person himself. But it's still like... I could get killed any fucking second. Why are you why are you upset that I'm calling for help? Yeah, cuz Felix
1: yeah, Felix has the line where he says we have to help them. And yeah, I, I'm with you cuz I'm like why? Well, why do you have to help them? What are you talking about? Cuz number 1, Maeve fucking controls things with her mind. You've seen this ha- Maeve made a bunch of samurai chop their own heads off and slice their own throats. So I wouldn't be too concerned. Uh, I mean, I guess, does she not have the same power when it comes to the First Peoples, or what do they call them again?
0: Well, but I would assume that's just because she didn't speak their language when she first tried to influence them. And the writer hammers home, you got to speak the right language. And she does speak that language because every host speaks every language uh, deep down. Yes, yeah. Um, so uh, well and then I I, mean, and, but I, well, I was just going to say Felix is the dummy who like just gave Maeve all this power for no particular reason <laughs> yeah, like did fuck up all her stats and make her immortal and everything and then what oh we got to kill people now like he's a he's ai I'm mean, I'll say this he's a traitor to the human race yeah. so uh, no surprise from him uh that he's down with this the other technician is the one who's just annoying as you said but at least he should want to get out of there, but he doesn't kind of say anything. We just got Lee making reasonable calls for once. And, yeah,
1: so Maeve arrives home and the uh, first people show up. But, I mean, when we saw the flashbacks before, it kept going to the man in black, I didn't it? When it she would see, like... One of the first people's come up to what are they called again? I can't remember what they named them in the show. The Ghost Nation? The Ghost Nation, yes. She'd see like the Ghost Nation come in the house in her memories, but then it would be the man in black sometimes, right? Or am I remembering that wrong?
0: No, that's true. Okay.
1: So, because now I'm because, you know, they're playing around with the Ghost Nation. They, They do even specifically say at one point that they're only killing hosts yeah um and i know we've talked a little bit about that that maybe they're more of a security protocol or something for the park uh and i don't know it does it seem like they are there to slaughter them or they do say something else right like come with us or something
0: yeah yeah i definitely it's they are showing up and mave is having these flashbacks like oh no but uh yeah Uh, They're not there to slaughter them because they say, I can try to find the exact quote, but basically like, come with me, your path is the same as my path. Yes,
1: yeah, it's something along
0: those lines. Okay.
1: Um, And then, yeah, we we see the train uh, go into the tunnel and it explodes. And then there's kind of a feeling of an explosion at the cradle. But good old Bernard is jacked in. He's in the (laughs) Matrix right now. And we get to see we get the big reveal. Ford, of course, is in the Matrix. Now, um, this wasn't a weird like CGI Ford, right? It was just because it was a reflection like there is Anthony Hopkins is back for the show or what?
0: I mean, he's going to be at least in the next episode, right? Yeah. He's gotta. I would assume it's like a cameo thing where he's going to be like the architect at the end of The Matrix 2, uh, Matrix Reloaded, <laughs> where he's going to say some dope shit to, to Bernard about... Or d- by dope, I mean cryptic as fuck, of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Stuff about <laughs> what he has to do next and stuff like that. Now, I do want to talk about this for a bit because the brain ball, we can assume... Well, maybe we can't, but maybe uh, what, what, what we thought was the brain ball was Ford, and Bernard brought him to the cradle and inserted Ford in there to let Ford um, become this ghost in the machine and do all this shit. But uh, if if in the future we have Arnold, where did that brain ball come from? Was Ford already in the machine, um, And Bernard went and made himself. And when is this transition going to happen? Is it going to happen maybe inside the cradle? Since we see Dolores talking to him with the extra letterboxing, which makes us think that this transformation might be something that is happening in the code of the cradle. Then he, I mean, he already has the body. He could get put back in it. But then there's this stuff about how one version of him has a scar and the other one doesn't have a scar. So uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you think?
1: I don't. What, what was the thing with the scar? I don't quite remember that.
0: I've just seen pictures and screen grabs saying that in in the future, future timeline. He does not have this scar that he got at the end of season one that is in the rest of the timelines. But it's like, I opened these posts and there's like 48 screen grabs and I was <laughs> scrolling through like, okay, I guess there's a scar because it's not super noticeable, but it feels like exactly the type of thing yes, that they that, would do in Westworld.
1: Yeah, you're right. That It does make complete sense. Um Well, I mean, it definitely, things are opened up now because, I mean, literally, if his, his head is opened up, Uh, Very easily where they could just drop another little memory ball in there and uh, it's it's Bernard, but more Arnold or Bernard now. Um, So, yeah, if anything's going to happen, this is the point or at the very least his memory chip or whatever it is gets infected somehow with what they want. But then again. This version of Bernard has memories of being like destructive Bernard, so I don't know what comes out yeah. on the other end. And I guess, did, so did he get his situation fixed when he was leaking, like, brain juice? No, I, they I think put that's more also in there. Part, that's of part of it. That's still part of it,
0: okay. The, I mean, that that's part of the theory that he's going to start malfunctioning, so he needs a new Bernard body uh, that's actually more of an Arnold body.
1: Oh, I will say, and, I mean, if you care about, I guess, quote, spoilers as far as something in the, like, next time on Westworld, if you even don't okay, I'll want... take my headphones off, yeah, <laughs> there no, it's it, okay. it did look like there was a shot of Charlotte in a room with a bunch of Bernard bodies that were all beaten to different versions of you know uh, violence, or like some had his head ripped open, some had this, some had that. So okay, it's hard to yeah. say if that is like a, you, you never know with Westworld though if that's something he's gonna see in the Matrix here, and it's not a real thing, or if it is something that's happening in the world.
0: No, I think that's going to be absolutely a real thing, and I think uh, that's going to be part of the explanation that he gets his own Arnold body, uh, his new bod, um, his new summer bod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I was something else I was thinking of, but I lost my train of thought, so I'll ask a different question. Ford in the cradle. Uh, this whole this stuff with hosts talking to the man in black and saying like, oh, blah 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 blah. blah. Is that Ford? Operating from the cradle, or is that just something that was pre-programmed by him?
1: I I have to lean towards that's him in the cradle, and that through whatever, whatever this same type of network that Mave can tap into, even though I guess it's more short wave. But like, if he's in the cradle, I would have to I would build some pseudoscience of how he can jump from host to host to host to host to have yeah. a far as far as reach as he needs like through like nearby hosts and it's all coming from the cradle I would I would imagine.
0: Okay. Well, if that's the case, I do want to present you with a theory since we often do that and I I don't think it's necessarily correct. Uh right. it's one I found on the Reddit as we of, often do, but a theory that basically states that hosts in general are not run uh, uh, locally. That hosts are basically like web browsers that ping to the server, and the server is the cradle. And that is where all the logic that is a host actually happens. And I mean, we have fucking streaming gaming already, too. You can stream from a computer somewhere else and get high-def games on your uh, screen. So maybe if that's what happening, if that's what's happening, there could be a connection to a bunch of dead hosts uh in the water because bernard is there in the cradle and we do know that the cradle is going to get really fucked up really soon
1: yeah i mean that kind of works because it also ties into we're waiting on the promise of bernard in the first episode where he says i killed them all or or whatever his line was yes so that would be yeah the easiest way because Clearly, it wasn't going to be a scene of him pushing them off the cliff into water, like just going through (laughs) and pushing people. Ah, get out of here. Uh, There's going to be some sort of networked or some sort of thing he's going to tap into that's going to affect all these hosts. Uh, So, yeah, I think that's a kind of a logical step, especially now that he's at this point. Because, I mean, the Cradle, it's relatively a new thing they've introduced, right? Or is this something they've talked about in the past?
0: It's been mentioned, but this is the first time we've seen it.
1: Yeah, and I guess it kind of plays into... That was the question I had earlier in the season when they introduced this whole like memory chip, brain chip they could pull, where I was like, well, what if it gets damaged? People get shot in the head all the time. Uh, but they do like explicitly say in this episode that everyone's consciousness is like stored here in the cradle. Like, So if they die, they basically make a copy or um uh yeah get uploaded or downloaded from this uh area here which yeah it is i mean that's the the whole other thing that makes westworld a bit more i mean not that westworld's the most realistic thing but you know obviously it's playing off of real world headlines with some of the data mining stuff they're touching on but when you look at it now it is like why wouldn't it just be virtual reality like no one if like something like Westworld could happen in, in our life for at least uh, X amount of years from now, but it would be a VR thing clearly because who wants to spend all this money on overhead? And I'm, I'm still wondering how they have these sweeping mountains and lakesides in fucking Shogun world. And then they have it as well in, uh, uh, Westworld, and now I'm like, oh, clearly they're on the moon or they're underwater somewhere. Where are they getting all this land from? Uh, well, but- the
0: Chinese, I guess, but the <laughs> Chinese are everywhere in the future, so who knows? Um, but it- we did see those officials like, oh, they're from the government, and they were, and and Mr. Strand, the Delos guy, shows a paper like, we've your government has given us this, blah blah blah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, because it's just all this upkeep to spend on this land and sweet water and these host robots when they have basically one that's in the cloud. But I guess maybe people can't jack into that like quite like a host can.
0: Well, to be fair, uh, they made it pretty plain in season one that Westworld was a terrible business idea and they were losing all kinds of money. And it was only because Delos wanted to keep it running for their own weird private reasons that it even worked out at all. And they were pressuring Ford to make different narratives. We got to sell this shit. But at the same time, it wasn't about that. It was about this uh, secret stuff going on anyway, which maybe wouldn't have worked in VR. Who knows?
1: Yeah, well, and I mean, there's still plenty of room for... uh it to be that they are just jacked into a matrix type uh system, oh uh, no, yeah, along. exactly and... <laughs> and...
0: I mean, we have so, so many things now that we don't know because the first <laughs> season was like, okay, we don't know what we, we didn't know what time we were in at all times, and that's still the case, I mean, even more so, because we got three parallel timelines that we know of, and there might be it might be revealed that there are even more. And we got the whole, is this now thing. So that's still going on. And then the first season, it was like, maybe this person is a host. But guess what? We just introduced these brain balls where it's not just, maybe this person is a different person. Maybe yeah. this person is a different host. So we got that, uh, that anyone could be anyone. Like, we're talking about uh, Arnold, like, yeah, it's Arnold, but hey, that could be Dolores. She could come on the train and put her brain in him and then say, I killed them all because she did. Um, or, you know... that. Then we gotta add this third thing, that none of this might be real anyway. Like, any level of this could be fake, any part of it could be. And I don't believe the letterboxing is the only thing that's gonna show if something's real or not. Like, anything could be not real, so there's three different levels of time, of who is who, and even if it's real. And hey, why don't we just make a fucking simulation inside of a simulation, because that's where we're heading. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's quite quite a tangle web that we weave here at Westworld Theories and Westworld in general. Yes, um, I
0: need more string, basically, is what I'm saying, <laughs> and more colors. I am excited
1: wall. to see, uh, again, Ford back, though. Although, yeah, it's going to be a lot of cryptic tales and, uh, you know, speaking in limericks or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I mean... Uh, I've read it, 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 whenever we talk about Westworld, sort of shouting a lot. And I do want to point out, like, I, I understand people's frustration. But when I've been watching this, I haven't been feeling that frustration. And again, not to say I was ahead of the curve or anything, but I've just come to expect and accept it. It's only when they start doing things that feel like it's dragging that it doesn't feel as good to me. I'm fine with the confusion level of it, uh, but... I mean, it's not been too slow, but this train they've been working on for episodes and episodes, and I'm glad it's finally going to arrive. At the same time, we've already seen a lot of corpses in there. There's going to be more corpses. We know Charlotte Hale is going to be fine because she's in the future, unless she's a host. (laughs) Oh, Sometimes it's exhausting, Jim.
1: Yeah, and it did look like um, from the next on Westworld, we're going to finally get to that, like, slow-mo fight thing that happens kind of near the cradle that we... We got some emails that were speculating on what was happening in the like this season on Westworld at the beginning of the season. So it does look like we're going to see a little bit of that. Uh, I do want to call out. I don't know if you see on your when you watch the show, if you see like the previously on Westworld. Yeah, but yeah I do. This episode six previously on Westworld was so annoying and so Westworld. Because there was like just no, they didn't have any dialogue. Yeah, it was no dialogue, and they were trying to be fancy with like the music and the cuts. Like, they, it was trying to be really stylish, and it just, I just saw it as like some assistant editor kid like that works for the show, and <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna let me put my own spin on it. Let me show you Let me let me put a little stank on it, and uh, <laughs> it just annoyed me because it was just like cuts of Bernard, then you know, yeah, cuts of the Man in Black, and then it had like this score. And it was trying to be, I don't know, it was just trying to be this thing that I didn't like it.
0: I didn't like it. I, yeah, I liked it. I liked the stank. Uh, maybe because every other previously on, we get a flashback to Ford who's like, but what is a butterfly, really? And I'm like, oh, what the fuck is, the, what are you talking about? Um, so it's actually like, oh, yeah, these things did happen. I did remember this. And it was pretty short, too, so uh, yeah,
1: putting a little I it. on it. And just Yeah, just these sounds.
0: Yeah. You don't like electronic music? You don't like Kraftwerk?
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess it is effective. Like it does, they do hit on basically Shogun World, Teddy. Uh, the man in black. But I, I don't know. I was just annoyed it's, by it.
0: it. It's nowhere near hearing Seven Nation Army on like in the Raj of like on a Citra or whatever. To me,
1: oh we and we did get um in Shogun World. We did get uh, painted black in like uh kind of uh, old Japanese style music. You you heard that obviously, right?
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, and also by the way, in the in I guess in episode four, or I don't recall exactly, but. There's at one point where there's a guy playing a guitar and of course he's playing the Westworld theme because no one ever plays any like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> any original music and uh, like yeah it's it's when this bad guy's threatening the town that uh, Lawrence is from but uh, the guy playing the Westworld theme on the guitar is the composer for the show ah. and that was a cameo that I was like okay I kind of like that yeah, cuz usually like that. those things annoy me but I was like no that's cool yeah
1: I I like that I mean I and I do have to call out like because I, I did some catch-up on this show, so I watched a few of these in a row. Um, the intro music is great, and the intro, I know we kind of goofed on it at the beginning, like, ooh, they changed it up uh, at the beginning of the season. But, uh, I mean, it's a beautiful intro. You got to you gotta yeah. admit.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And it gets you in so,
1: that Westworld mode.
0: Absolutely. We're in the middle of it. We're in the slog of it now, and... Uh, I I predict that this is the part that, I mean, either it's going to go really wrong and everyone's going to turn on Westworld. But what I think is way more likely is at the end of the season, no one's going to remember these episodes because it's all going to be like, can you believe the thing? And that's all we're going to remember when we're starting season three as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to come down to the thing. Uh, The things, I think. I mean, if they they do deliver, if it is building to something and it delivers, you got to give them credit for it.
0: Yeah. And I got to say, thank God she found her daughter already, because if we had another episode (laughs) like, but where's my daughter? I'd be like, well, you should maybe go where she is, you know, like on the map you have uh, because you're hanging out with a lot of samurai right now. And I, I mean,
1: I still like I thought when they stumbled upon that, that the the Shogun were somehow in Westworld. But no, they actually were in Shogun world. So I don't quite get how that happened.
0: I guess it was overlapping like the tiger or whatever, but they have not done a very clear job of showing how they're separated, especially considering that we see Mount Fuji in Shogun World. And it's like, how far is this? Yeah, Uh, Because you did walk there. So it can't be like impossible to get between parks. Granted, all the security and everything is down. So I guess that adds up. But at at the same time, in the future, they were like, a tiger? How is this possible? It's like, well, it probably walked, probably got here because you put them all really close together.
1: Well, and not not that they have to really explain this but i guess some of those horizons have to be fake somehow right for yeah, this park no, yeah, to I was considering be a that thing cuz
0: cuz uh, you can't really build fuji <laughs> like that but then we get into how much of this is virtual reality or just a you know a a, a projection like a back projection or whatever. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, let's not, we don't need to go further down this path.
0: <laughs> no, no, let's leave it for now because <laughs> one thing I will say I've appreciated that almost every episode, maybe except Shogun, they've actually given us pretty big pieces. Um, And, like, we didn't even know about Delos last time we did a proper episode, like him being alive and and all that stuff. And uh, that's also why I feel not as frustrated, because every episode has delivered something new and essential to what's going on. We still don't know how any of the pieces fit together, but we're we're getting a bit more every time, and I I appreciate that.
1: I agree with that. I agree. I'm still in. I'm on board.
0: Yes. Do you agree? Send your thoughts to westworldtheory at gmail.com or shows what you know show at gmail.com. You can also, of course, leave a review on your podcatcher of choice, perhaps iTunes. Just search for Westworld Theories. And uh we do also have a show discussing uh discussing the Handmaid's Tale called Gilead Gazette, which is uh something you you're gonna want to check out. Handmaid's Tale is a very good show, very different, uh but of a similarly high quality, I would say. Um, and I, I found myself thinking a bit about the color in these the latest episodes of Westworld. And the use of color in The Handmaid's Tale is absolutely wonderful. And if you enjoy good cinema, you should check it out and also check out our Agreed. coverage of it. I agree.
1: Absolutely. And if you want to go back in time for a little bit, play with the timelines, much like Westworld. We also have a show discussing The Sopranos. Yes, that very old show uh we're going week to week on episodes discussing them as well and you could also uh well that's called cut to black so sit down and you can find all our stuff at com. yes
0: that's right cut to black um and i mean i think i just have really one more question for you right now jim oh what's that is this now